0: You're listening
1: to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind the bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison.
0: And here's a man with a plan. Leader of the band, buff and tanned. Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Good morning, Portland
2: area. We are here again with the Felony Inc. podcast. And unfortunately, our main man, the big D, Dave Dahl, is not here with us today. But I do have a little sidekick today. And this guy's name is Mark Gailey. And he owns one of the most popular tattoo shops in Portland called Murder Inc. And Mark, where is that located? Downtown Portland, 11th and Yamhill. 11th and Yamhill, so if you uh, want to avoid that area as much as possible... <laughs> yes, you do. Because there's uh, Mark, and he attracts a lot of kind of ungainly people. Ungainly? <laughs> yes. That's a nice way of putting it. That's right. But if you want a good tattoo, head on down to Mark's. What have you been up to, Mark? I've been working really hard trying to move forward.
3: One step forward, <laughs> two steps back, it seems like. But... Um, I'm treading along.
2: I want to know what's going on with that tattoo bus. Are you guys going to go out on tour with that thing or what? Um, I
3: got a couple little different uh, sticks in the fire on that one. Um, um, I got a couple um, artists I'm trying to line up. I'm trying to plan a spring tour. So, um, and I'm, I am got a couple different directions I want to go. I got some people that want to do like a music tattoo thing, and another person just some other people tattoo things. Um, usually I'm thinking some music... Events like uh, music venues, bigger festivals, stuff like that. Well, you know, you could have the Killer Granddaddies play. I would love to have the Killer That's This is my favorite band, I swear. I don't just like it because I know you guys. I just
2: uh, uh, love you guys. But, you know, uh, we got uh, a pretty cool thing uh, coming up here on the 17th at oh, yes. uh, Darcells, downtown Portland. Darcells is usually like, um, you know, one of those, what do you call them, Mark? Burlesque? Burlesque, kind of, you drag. know... Yeah, drag-type bar, you know, bar. But for this night, we are going to be raising money for I Will. And Dave and the Kilo Granddaddies are going to be playing, and we're going to have a special guest. His name is Curtis Selgado, and he is a famous blues guy in the area. So if anybody out there wants to come, please come, and the donation's... Um, go to I will very very cool place here in Portland All right, so let's get on with our guest. Oh my gosh. She's so cool We had a little bit <laughs> of talking with her beforehand and she's gonna open up and just give us Like the program of the year. What do you think all
1: This one's gonna be good. You can just tell sometimes
2: Thanks. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap her up. She's gonna walk out of here drained and uh, you know soaking <laughs> wet well with sweat.
1: All the her, pressing questions.
2: <laughs> but her name is Riley Morgan, and uh, she's done some really cool things in her life. Um, but actually started out on the other side, like most of us did. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna introduce her and let her kind of start where she wants to with uh, how she got involved with. The old style and kind mm-hmm. of changed her life around. So where you start at it, Riley?
4: Where did I start at? Um, when I was about 15, I, I started using drugs in high school, just didn't really fit in. So started kind of dabbling around with that, but it quickly escalated out of control after that um, until, you know, 16 years later, I'm a drug addict, you know, started IV use, all that Um and been in prison three times, so that's kind of what happens when you get really entrenched in the lifestyle.
2: Well, you know, three times in prison, Mm -hmm. so obviously the first time and the second time Mm -hmm. weren't very effective. No. You went to prison the first time, got out, obviously just went right back Mm -hmm. into what you're doing, had a mindset of, man, I can't wait till I get out and get back with my old friends doing the old thing. Well, Mm -hmm. what eventually, you know, led to the change?
4: Excuse me. Well, by the third time, I really suffered a lot more. Um, I was pregnant when I got arrested, which um, was the result of my big sentence, which was a measure 11 sentence. And um, so my son was um, adopted. So I I lost a child. Um, While I was in prison, after um, I went to trial and I lost, I um, lost both of my grandparents. That was hard, um, and then my dad got cancer. The last like six months to a year, I think it was like a year. My dad got cancer, and he beat it, but um, it came back again. And so when I got out, I only had like a few months with him before he passed away. So
2: this is the third time. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So really, just in that time period, I grew up a lot. You know, I already knew because I was in my 30s when um, when I got sentenced for the for the third time um that i didn't want to go back i knew that i needed to change my life i needed i needed to find a career and a passion so um i already knew that going into the prison sentence that i just had to do everything differently and i did i mean from the very day that i was in prison how
2: long was uh the sentences that you've had in the past
4: the first one was 18 months in oregon the second one was two years in california and then the third one was um six years two months in oregon here
2: and you did all that mm-hmm.
5: Levin.
2: measure 11. measure yeah, 11. yeah they make you do all that mm-hmm. so you know <clears throat> going into that you know third set yeah, uh, your mind's a little different. Yeah, a lot um, different. We always like to uh, hear stories about how d- different programs, or you know, different things in prison that they offer you, have changed people around. I mean, how did mm-hmm. how was that for you?
4: Well, um, when I when I got to prison, I knew that I wanted to do the hair design program because it was uh, it's pretty much the most sought after program in the prison. All the girls want to go to it. Um, but you have to really comply with the rules. You can't get in trouble, you can't get DRs, you really can't even get sell-ins. I mean, you have to be a nun in order to get into the program, okay? <laughs> and so I just changed um, everything, really, about my, how I did my time this, this last time. I really stuck to myself, followed the rules, I applied for the program. It took a while to get in, so I had to do the regular prison job thing and everything, you know, until I got in the program. But after that, I mean, I was in. And then um, it's two years, two years of education and practicals. You have to pass your tests. Um Hello.
2: <laughs> Sorry about that. People are calling in. They want to talk to you.
4: My son did say he was gonna be that really annoying caller that had an, an embarrassing question for me. But
2: <laughs> Hey, you know, Alan, have you have we ever considered that having having people call in <laughs> while we're don't. on the air?
1: I think we've considered it, but luckily we're just smart enough not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to call him just, one time. Yeah, just smart did. enough. Yeah. I'm not giving us too much credit here.
2: Cuz you know what I I know that uh, somebody would call in and say that I owed them money or something yeah, right. like that. Yeah, right. Oh, totally. Sure. A bill payer, you know, a bill collector or something yeah. like that.
4: <laughs> yeah. But mm. all right, well, just to continue, um, so I finished the 2 years and then I wanted to stay on the I wanted to stay in the program. I wanted to be a teacher cuz you can you can do um, you can do tutoring when you're in there, so that's an additional year of studies. So I did that, and then after that, I became um, one of Tammy's clerks or something in there, you know, helping her develop um, some of the curriculum. Who's Tammy? Tammy is the instructor at um, Coffee Creek School of Cosmetology. She's she comes who, in from the outside. She's the yep. Yeah, she's the one who accepted me into the program and was basically my mentor through. The whole, the whole time I was there. So I was in there a total of, like, five years in the program.
2: So, you know, also, when you when you start changing mm-hmm. your life around like that in there, um, one of the things that, you know, I noticed that I did, and, and that's how I kind of met Dave when I was in prison, is that I started hanging around with people who had, the you know, the same kind of mindset. Yeah. Was that the same way for oh, you to abs- meet some people in there like that?
4: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, really, we kind of get... You end up kind of all in the same place because in order to be in these programs, you do have to have that mindset and you have to kind of be following rules. well, you do have to be following the rules. so we all end up on J unit, which is an honor um, it's not a dorm, but it's like just where y- you stay when you have good contact good conduct. so that's where I was the, most of the time, and all the girls in there you know have the same mindset
2: That, that helps home. a lot, huh mm-hmm. it does. I was just going to say, you know, um, Mark uh, hasn't really been chiming in here and asking any questions, so uh, I want to give it to him. Mark, you guys Mm -hmm. got something over there? Uh, Well,
3: I mean, that's... I remember my last set, too. I kind of had a different frame of mind. It was Mm -hmm. just... uh, It was kind of, you know, it's like all these dudes are doing drugs around you and jamming and fighting Mm and hiding knives or whatever they do. You're just like, (laughs) you know, what's the deal with these people? You know, it's Mm -hmm. just having a different mindset just totally helps. I mean... Um, I know that's, it was just, uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard sometimes to, to be around that, you know, having a cellar that's, you know, just banging and, you mm-hmm. know, just high all the time, and I'm just sitting here trying to draw my portraits and stuff, so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, that's kind of a, a thing. I, I want to ask you, how long, okay, so you waited um, to get into the program, how long was your wait? It was like a year. You had to wait a year yeah. and, and be good, and so I was a just,
4: janitor. I was a janitor for a year. Yeah.
3: So, so you're still like out there on the kind of the fringes, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Because I know the girls are really uh, troublemakers over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: probably
3: more so, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, more so than the guys.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: More so than the guys, <laughs> girls are really scandalous. Yeah. Oh yeah. So.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, i know dave's like that (laughs) he's scandalous
5: scandalous. if you're listening
2: dave hey look we're missing you here today man i hope everything's going good for you Mm -hmm. so okay so you get in the program Mm -hmm. you become a mentor
5: yeah
2: excuse me and so then um that mindset Mm -hmm. you're good so, you know what your what your plan is. so now you're getting out. Mm-hmm. So what's going on then? what are your what's your plans and, and how did you uh, how did you implement those plans when you got out?
4: Well, I fortunately um, have a really really good family support system. Um, my husband um, really provided a safe and healthy environment for me to where I could take my time trying to find um, employment or what I wanted to do exactly because you can you can rent a booth or you can work somebody somewhere, right? Um, and I really just kind of wanted to start my own business. So I had time to like, you know, really think about how I wanted to do that. So I took about 10 months off before I started working and I live in North Dakota, so it's freaking cold there right (laughs) and so i made it through one winter you know not really doing much but thinking about what i wanted to do (laughs) and then um this winter i said i I don't want to do another winter without working so i i ended up renting a booth somewhere in a brand new salon it's a great market for me because of the oil industry there's a lot of people over there that um bring their a lot of men bring their wives and their families and they want to get their hair done and they're making a lot of money so it's a big it's a good market
2: so is it just you you have the booth or do you have I, other people i rent a
4: booth you? and the girls in the salon also rent their own booth so we manage our own businesses we just have a place to create basically
2: so wow that's that's mm-hmm. cool man it's so, very cool so you know um mark he actually kind of did the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. when he went to prison, he learned how to tattoo in there, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, he gets out and, <clears throat> and boom, did you, Mark, did you know how to tattoo before you went to prison? No. You learned it in there? Yeah, I did, a um,
3: long, long time ago. Wow. It was an accident, actually. I uh, think I was annoying the guy that I was having tattoo on me, he was my cell, and I kept wanting to do this, and I annoyed him, so he's just like, here, do your own tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'd challenge. love to see that one <laughs> it's covered up it's on my leg it, it was very bad I think he, I think he jammed the needle
5: so it's just because it
3: hurt so bad. I remember it just pulling and ripping my skin, but I was still determined um, to do it in the dark on the top bunk with the floodlight. It was my only little bit of light because um, I didn't know when the cop would come by. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so when you're doing uh, the haircuts and learning, are you uh, practicing on uh, other inmates, or how does that work?
4: Yeah, general population comes in, and also staff, visitors, anybody that's approved in the prison, you know, to come in as, you know, a special visitor or whatever can come in and get their hair done, too, where you have um, more options to do more things, because on general population, we were only allowed to do, you know, what's in the realm of what the prison allows, so... At the time, when I was in there, things have changed now, uh, it's come a long way, but it was like two shades lighter or two shades darker. So that's really all you could do on general population because of the, you know, they don't, they don't want you altering your appearance, right? So like your haircut, for example, nobody can see it right now, but Mark's haircut's a disconnected cut. We couldn't do that then. But now, but now we can because it's popular, it's trendy, it looks good, you know? So Tammy has done all of this stuff to make it where the girls can practice new skills. So yeah we did we practice all the time. So
2: let's go back to when you first Went into the program mm-hmm. and like the first couple haircuts that uh, that you did, did anybody want to beat you up?
4: <laughs> no. no, I think that you're so scared at like of failure. Anyways, I mean, just that's your core belief in life, right? And so you just go in there, and it even amplifies that even more. And you you, you just don't want to screw up anybody's hair, regardless if you like them or not. So you do your, <laughs> you know what I mean? You do your best. You do your best to. To just I mean to do the best work possible so that's what the girls are doing in there they're doing their best work possible
2: well that's good you know mm-hmm. and how many how many uh, women are in that program at one time
4: well and when I started it was just 10 and now it's expanded to 20 while I was there it expanded to 20 and that was an opportunity for me too because I was just finishing my my two years in cosmetology and I wanted to be an instructor, well a tutor and so i um, when they expanded, I was able to become a tutor because she needed more tutors. So that's how I got to stay in the program, stay doing hair. Because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Once they're done, they're done. They they go on to minimum. You know, a lot of the girls go to minimum and they cut hair over there. or um, But there's no coloring over there. So I wanted to stay doing coloring because I like to color hair.
2: Well, Mark, you could probably use some coloring. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, mm. I could do something cool with mine.
4: Mm. I, you could. You could do anything Just you want. leopard's body <laughs> on it. I got yeah. like a
2: white canvas. Exactly. It's a little white with little pink ends or something like that. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking.
4: Well, and tattooing and, and hair is really, really very similar with color. It's pigment. It's it's all the same. It's the color wheel. You know, it, it all connects.
3: And the Mark. business structure is also very similar um, mm-hmm. as far as the health licensing and mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. um, general contractors, uh, you know, the, that's, that's I've noticed that. Yeah. So,
2: Mark, you ever tattooed someone's hair?
3: <coughs> I have, actually.
2: It was a nightmare.
3: A um, bald guy. I pigmented it. I did a little five o'clock shadow on it.
5: Oh, no. It needs
3: a touch up. It's grown out.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, uh, that reminds me. Yeah, I have to get a hold of that guy.
2: <laughs> so, the program propelled you out, and now mm-hmm. you're doing some stuff in uh, North Dakota? Mm hmm. You to go yeah, you're working for perfect look.
4: No, I just rented my um, own booth um, and do my own thing. So I'm self-employed.
2: Self-employed.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you have to get a license um, different than Oregon in yes. North Dakota? Kind yeah. of the same thing.
4: Reciprocity is what you do. Is in they it was not easy, and I had to. Um, disclose my criminal history, which was, like, basically a rap sheet. I just attached to it and sent them. Because they give you, like, two lines. Right. <laughs> like, this is they, the, they do that
2: with <laughs> tattooing, too. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I do the same thing. <clears throat> yeah. I was pretty fortunate because when I got out, you know, I got a couple jobs, you know, initially, and then I went to work for Dave's Killer Bread. And mm-hmm. Dave's story was out there, you know. He was an ex-felon, and... Uh, mine didn't seem so bad anymore. I mean, it was like I fell right into it, you know, and 30% of the workforce there was ex-felon. So Mm
5: -hmm.
2: it was one of those things, very fortunate, you know, that I was able to just, you know, I'm a felon, you know. (laughs) Nobody even put it on the thing. Are you a felon, you know, (laughs) on the application? Yeah. Of course, I got to speak to Dave's brother, you know, to apply for the job. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny because Dave, um, he wanted to give me a job, but his brother and nephew who were part owners in the company, they they weren't letting Dave uh, co-sign for people to work there because he had some other friends that didn't work out so well at the bakery. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to speak to his brother. Fortunately, I was, you know, I was able to talk to him and get a job there. Oh, good. So how's that in North Dakota? I mean, is it, you know...
4: Then Nobody asked me about my past, and, and I don't... Feel like I'm obligated to share it with anybody unless my parole officer makes me. And <laughs> my parole officer doesn't make me tell anybody.
2: You're still on parole. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
4: How long have you been out? I've been out for uh, 15 months.
2: Oh, 15 months. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. congratulations.
4: Yeah, so and I've got to get trip permits to go anywhere. And, you know, they're, they're all supportive of this, though.
2: Well, you know what? It's about time for us to take a break and okay. thank
0: our sponsors. We will be right back. CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will
2: today's episode of the felony Inc podcast is brought to you by publicize a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this such as press releases editorial pitches etc and they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future. Future of your business.
3: And your ads
2: for Man, all on you know what? When I listen to myself doing those ads, uh huh, I'm thinking that maybe some other radio stations might want them, you know, my my services. <laughs> what do you think?
1: I, I think they might want me to edit them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they want me to chime in. <laughs> well, you know, when I was a kid, it's kind of weird because when I was a kid, me and my best friend Jim Brundage, uh, we wanted to be DJs. That's what we wanted, you know, that old DJ. Hey, the of Did guys. You get and girls, Wolfman
1: Jack style.
2: That kind of was stuff.
1: Was that? Do you have a favorite DJ around that era?
2: Well, let's see. Um, there was one show, and I can't remember what it was, but it, you guys probably wouldn't remember because you're not that old. So I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> right on. You probably would. But anyway, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to do, and now here I am. Hazel hey, uh, on the radio. Dreams come true. Ironic. It's crazy. All right. Crazy, So back, crazy. back to our <laughs> guest, young Miss Riley Morgan. Young.
4: Yeah, like how old that. are
2: you? I'm 40. Oh, wow. You look great.
4: Thanks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. looks like she's like 28. She does. Oh, I love this. You do. I'll hang out here more often. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Mark, you look like you're 60. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, considering <laughs> I'm <an> 80. <laughs> that wasn't very nice. <laughs> <clears throat> All on, how old are you?
1: Nobody knows. No, Nobody it's a knows. Secret. You don't it's a even secret. know. I don't know. My birth, uh, it's, it's When's a long your birthday? story. Oh, okay. December 30th. Oh,
2: wow. Well, well. That's getting closer to New Year.
1: Yep. A terrible time to have a birthday.
2: It really is. Between Christmas and New Year. Everyone's yep. burnt out by then.
1: Let's get everyone to go out the day before New Year's Eve for your birthday. <laughs> Always a winner.
2: <laughs> oh, my
5: God.
2: <laughs> That's nice. Well, anyway. Mm. A lot happy, of animosity happy there. Birthday. <laughs> yeah. So now you're in North Dakota. Yes. Uh, you know, we were talking during the break there that mm-hmm. um, your husband was very supportive mm-hmm. of you. Um, um, tell us a little bit how you met him, how long you've been with him, and, and what he's done for you.
4: <laughs> well, it's kind of funny how we, how we met. Um, I actually did a COIN6 interview in prison in the hair design program. And um, it was on COIN6, just a little blip. I mean, it wasn't much. It was about how great the program is. And um, it kept popping up on YouTube. And he was actually back in North Dakota Googling coffee that he had um, purchased at Albertson's. He couldn't remember the name of the coffee and because so, he, threw, he threw away the bag. And uh, so he kept co- Googling coffee Portland, Oregon. He knew it was made in Portland, Oregon. And uh, so Coffee Creek was where I was at, and this YouTube thing keeps coming up. And he just clicked on it, and he just watched me speak and then he reached out to me from there
3: so he's a stalker
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it, it kidding. didn't feel like a stalker though you know what i mean like it was just like i would have done the he same emailed thing emailed me he emailed me and then i i didn't really hear anything and then i finally emailed him back and he was kind of shy at that time but then i called him and we just hit it off he was just different than anybody i'd ever been with wow mm-hmm
3: that's awesome, that's, actually. That's crazy mm-hmm. how that is. That's, that's incredible. I, I what, like what's that? the name of the
2: coffee? Boyd's. Boyd's? Mm-hmm. Boyd's so Coffee. Yeah. Well, you know what? You should thank them.
4: I know. For your marriage. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So,
2: so you guys, did you wait to get out to get married or did yeah. you come down here and marry you in we, prison?
4: We waited. Yeah. We didn't think that I would get an interstate compact without us being married, but it all happened. North Dakota wants to bring people there and work. So. Yeah.
2: And they, they saw your attributes and said, hey, come on. Yeah. So you, you transferred your parole to mm-hmm. North Dakota, yeah. one of the coldest places on planet the Earth. Arctic, yeah. Wow. You guys, Do you have any of those Alaskan huskies in a dog sled or
4: anything? <laughs> no, it's not that extreme. But... How
2: many feet of snow do you have there right now?
4: Well, when we drive, we, we drive on an actual like compacted gl- glacier, and there's at least you know four or five feet next to you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: We get a little bit of snow here in Oregon every once in a while, and it doesn't even stick. It doesn't even stick.
4: Ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So you and your husband got you got out. Mm-hmm. You your husband your to be husband came here. Mm-hmm.
4: Came right? And got did he me. move
2: here? And he got you. And,
4: he he just he just came and got me. Um, we had our, everything was all all transferred. They gave me like a week to to visit my family. Um, I got out December 1st, 2017. So that gave me like kind of an early Christmas. Um, My dad was still alive then. So um, I went down and visited my dad mostly. Um, And then we went back to North Dakota and um, my dad's cancer like turned for the worst. And so um, my stepmom called me and said, you know, it's time because we'd already agreed that I'd come back and and, um, help her in hospice. And I really wanted to do that because my dad and I kind of had a a tough relationship growing up, you know, especially when I became rebellious. And um, so everything was really strained with us, and so I wanted to kind of, like, heal that relationship. So I went back um, to help her, and it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I actually watched my father pass away.
2: Well, it's good to get closure. Yeah. You know, that... uh a lot of guys, you know, i have um, a roommate, you know, and his dad passed away while he was in prison, and Dave mm-hmm. too, his yeah. dad passed away when he's in prison, and so it was unfortunate, you know, mm-hmm. you don't even get to see him and say goodbye and whatever, yeah. so that was kind of cool that you were able to do that. I
4: was able to do that, yeah.
2: Yeah. And all those rebellious years that mm-hmm. uh, you broke your dad's heart yeah, were finally kind of leveled out.
4: Yeah. Yep.
2: Well, that's good. So now you're in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Kind of tell us a little bit, you know, so the listeners know, you know, because they're, you know, we like to let them know that all things are possible, you know, even Mm -hmm. though you have these things on your record, you know, all things are possible if you just stay with it, you know. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit of uh, the transition. You got there, and then you had to get a business license, and you had to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. Kind of, yep. kind of run that down a little bit. How you did that, and how it finally all fell into place. Okay,
4: yeah. Well, um, through health licensing, you have to um, get reciprocity, and it it, you, it requires an affidavit um, from your you know originating state, which came from Tammy, the instructor at Hair Design. <clears throat> I had to take the test for the laws, so I had to study for the laws again. Um, And that took a while, and then disclosing my criminal history to them, they kind of freaked out, and they sent me um, first a denial, but then it went to, like, the Secretary of the State, and the Secretary of State said that they couldn't deny me um, because I'd already received all my licenses in Oregon. So Oregon's already, you know, rubber-stamped me. So they um, said, what we're going to do is we're going to put you on probation for a year I was like all right just add it to my tab right <laughs> big deal I'm, I've been on paper for so long so I was like okay cool so that's what they did and I'm off of it now actually so it wasn't didn't re, it wasn't really much it was just if you get in trouble again then they take it away from you so I did that um, we, I didn't need to get a business license actually um, this, the city didn't require me to do that the, they just trust that health licensing handles all of that. Um, I did have to get, um, you know, registered with the taxes and and all of that stuff. So, it took a while to get it together.
2: So you got like QuickBooks or something like that to kind of. I do QuickBooks.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep, I do QuickBooks for my taxes, and then I also have a um, an a, a software program called Vagaro that does all my booking. So that's really nice. Vagaro. Would that work,
3: Does that work for multiple artists? Probably.
4: Yeah.
3: I was to check into that. Yeah,
4: it's nice because it, it reminds your clients of their appointments. You, it's. Pretty, you know, seamless and easy to use. So.
2: Wow, Mark could use that. He's always he's always trying to hire some assistant to help him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I don't know about these assistants you've been hiring, Mark. H- Hunter's <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, he's he's awesome. But yeah. I I think there's something more going on there than just him being your assistant. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Come on, Mark. Come on. <laughs> no, he's awesome. He's uh. I'll- worked anybody. He wants to be a tattoo he's artist. Not, he's not falling for it all on. No. He's not falling for he's my antiques. He's <laughs> not even going to go there. No, we are you're... not going to tarnish Hunter's name. Look, look, Mark, if you're going to be my co-host... He's down there cleaning the shop occasion, right now. He is? Yeah. Wow. Well, my car needs cleaning.
3: Actually, mine does, too. Was Pulling up next to each other and getting two for one.
4: <laughs> nice. So everything's good. Yeah. It, life's I, good. Life's good. I, um, I don't know anybody in North Dakota, so that was also you know a challenge to get clients, but um, it really wasn't, because after two weeks, after you just post everything you do, po- before and afters, you have to stay really diligent on social media. Yes, Then you just get people come to you, and then you do a good job, people notice, and they come back.
2: Well, what about the other the other ladies that are working there? maybe there's guys there too. I don't know. Um, are they impressed with your work ethic and uh, and your abilities? you know, well, him? I
4: hope so, but
2: <laughs> they're probably jealous.
4: Know. No, they were very appreciative. I came in yesterday and I taught a class in the prison. and um you know, I did it because I want to spend time with them, and I appreciate everything that I got out of the program. But they did tell me that it's very inspiring to see somebody actually that just got out, Pretty, you know, not not that long Recently, ago. Yeah. yeah, people that I've actually tutored in there are still there, um, and that I spent a lot of time with. Um, they said that it's really inspiring to see somebody.
2: Tell me more about that. About you mm-hmm. going back into the prisons because I, I love to see that. You know, Dave does that a lot. Mm-hmm. He goes back in and speaks, and he just spoke yesterday, and and uh, that's one of my favorite things. Hanging out with him is that I get to go with him into these places sometimes mm-hmm. and uh, hear his speech and how it affects them, and you know, and how. His story, mm-hmm. you know, can give somebody some inspiration.
4: Yeah, well, um, I'm going to be speaking tonight at their graduation, and um, I think this is
2: Coffee Creek, right? Coffee Creek. Yeah. Yep. Can I go with you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you have to get special approval, <laughs> but um, so I, I, don't. I just think it's really awesome that all of these family members and friends of these, you know, girls in the program show up because, I mean, support system was like crucial for me. And not everybody has that. So the people that are going to show up tonight to support them, really, that's, I mean, those are the people that need to really be honored. I mean, besides the graduates, obviously, they put in all the hard work. But, yeah, they just don't know how, I mean, important they are. That's true. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that... That always impressed me when, you know, when we go speak, you mm-hmm. know, Dave would go speak somewhere. Um, we'd be in, like, the gymnasium or whatever, and one side would be the staff, and then the other side would be the guests of mm-hmm. the, you know, student. Because he'd speak at, grad you know, education, graduation, stuff yeah. like that. And I have spoke at him, too, in Washington. But I always loved that, seeing, you know, those people come because... Yeah. How important is that? I it's mean, huge. You know, here in Oregon sometimes, if you're in prison, uh, they'll move you to a prison that's a couple, 300 miles away. Right. You know, and for your family to mm-hmm. show up and visit you that far away, man, that, that really yeah. means a lot.
4: Yeah, and that's the same for the girls there, because this is the only female prison in Oregon. So you can imagine their families are from all over the state.
2: Right. hmm Yeah. What about you, Mark? Did you, did you, when you were in there, did you uh, get some kind of regular visits?
3: Um yeah, I think my mom and my dad, I'm uh, not my dad last time, but um let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I think I did. I just want, mainly I think my mom would bring my kids up, which was yeah. cool. I get to see my kids. That made, meant a lot to me.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um cuz they were younger and obviously uh, I was away. Right. So. How's your
2: little boy doing? He's got a little boy named Saxon. Saxon. Saxon he's mm-hmm. so incredible. He's at a daycare right up the street. He is? Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he came over one time and I had this little, uh, it was uh, one of those race cars. Mm-hmm. And he looked at that thing and his eyes were like huge. And I just had to give it to him. And ever since then, I've been like his buddy. I've been his partner. <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs>
5: likes he likes Taco that, too.
2: He likes, I got a little dog. He's a chihuahua.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: His name is Taco. Taco. And he's cool. <laughs> kind of looks like all a little bit. Except for Taco's ears are bigger. He's got bigger ears. Don't even try it all on. I'll
1: leave this comment behind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So are there programs like this in other
1: prisons as well around? Or is this uh, unique to Coffee Creek?
4: Well, um, there are in the country. I don't know how... I don't know if there is, you know, complex <laughs> as ours. Mm-hmm. I've seen them like on lock up and stuff like that, you know, so I don't know that much about them. But um, Tammy has just really—I mean, she's she's done so much for the program. She's worked there for a really long time. First of all, I mean, it's like she started off in um, OSP. She it was for the men at one time, uh-huh. and then she kind of transitioned over to Coffee Creek for the girls, and I think even. Did it both? Did both at one time, but um, she's now doing advanced aesthetics, which is um, really amazing because it just um, was passed in the last like year for cosmetologists to take on some more education to be become advanced aesthetics, and they get to do like tattoo removal. And so some of the girls have some pretty bad tattoos.
3: They're doing tattoo removal at Cotty Yes. Creek. That's yes. awesome.
4: Yeah. And and so she's been doing that and just imagine how many people, you know, she can impact with that, you know, who are trying to get out and get employed. So
2: Well, you know when, when you got a tattoo on your face, mm-hmm. that is kind of sometimes it's kinda of hard to get a job when you got especially if you're working in uh in What the do you think about leadership. that, Mark? <laughs> especially if it says murder. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, yeah. com- it's a great conversation.
3: But piece. you
2: got <laughs> to do what you got to do, you know. Yeah. Mark has t- totally took advantage of his business, and he's doing great. You mm-hmm. got a shop downtown Portland. Yeah, you got how very many, blessed. How many people work there at your it's shop? It's like nine right
3: now. Nine, nine actually people. eight, I think. Eight people. Someone just left because of and Hunter, and Hunter, yeah, yeah. And then nice. there's Tara. Tara's a, um, a social media. Um, director or whatever, yeah. So she does a lot of the social media stuff, which I do a lot of it, but it, you know, at the point it gets to a point where I can't keep up with it, so
5: mm-hmm.
3: um, she's yeah. expanding it, you know. When she's dealing with when I'm dealing with a shop, I get it, these guys don't do oh, their yeah. own social media, but I know that's what's going to um, bring people in and get them paid. I work hard for them too, so
4: yeah,
2: yeah. I wish I had my own shop all on. What,
1: what would you do? Yeah, exactly. What would
2: you be doing? Yeah, there? what would you do? Um, well, of course, you <laughs> would be, um. Well, you know, it's hard You know, it's hard when you're the best-looking guy around. So it would be the <laughs> look-like-the-best-you-can <laughs> <laughs> we shop. You know what, <laughs> what would
4: you do? Give them advice? Or? I would.
2: I would <laughs> give them advice on how to, you know, because my, my favorite saying is all on, mm-hmm. I can't wait till tomorrow. And then you say, why? Why is that? Because I get better looking every day.
5: <laughs> right on. That's my
2: favorite saying, right? I, I think you could
1: open just like a mustache trimming a joint mustache on itself. Oh, a yeah. mustache trimming joint. Get that thing. Get that, I need a little, that brush all... Well, <laughs> you know, I usually, come in here,
2: I usually come in here unshaven and, and tattered clothes, but I knew that you know she was going to be here today, so I had to kind of spice it up a Thank little you. bit. Thank you. Know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I was thinking it must be really good for the self-esteem for a lot of the women. Yeah. Because when you look good, you feel good, you know? Yeah. And someone's giving you some uh, extra special mm-hmm. attention during that time as well.
4: Definitely. And but and, and also with the girls in the in the program, you know, we, we lived so long, like, failing at things that we've lost our self-confidence by the time that we, we get to prison. And so this program really builds that up. And that is what you need in order to be successful when you get out, is that confidence.
2: Right. Awesome.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And see, you know... Um I, I remember when I was in prison and um, I, I went through the GED program, there was so many guys that went in there and were in that program that for some reason in their life, because of the struggles they've had, they didn't think they could do it. Mm-hmm. But they did it. They got through it. And it was one of the most fulfilling things. Is a GED mm-hmm. something that you guys have to have in there in yes. order to get in
4: the program? Yep. And Tammy's actually you know in charge of testing for the girls with that, too. Um, For all the girls, not just the girls in the program. She also, um, that's another part of her job at Coffee Creek is testing. Um, And it is important. And, you know, they have, you know, so much doubts in themselves when they don't have that and they don't think that they can do it. And then you're uh, provided a tutor to kind of help you so that you can learn and pass your tests. And then when they get that GED, then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do the hair design program too then, you know, whereas they didn't think that they could before.
2: And what other programs in there besides the hair design program do they have to offer?
4: They have a textiles program, um, and it's it's pretty big. They're they're making a lot of um, clothing for I think neonative intensive care unit somewhere around here. I don't want to speak on their behalf because I'm not sure exactly what they're doing, but it's you know that's a pretty big program too. But as for other programs, I'm not sure what they got going on right now the The best one is Coffee Creek School of Cosmetology. I mean, that's the best one, but it requires a real big commitment. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad they have that stuff mm-hmm. because I
2: know when me and Mark were in prison, uh, when we first went there back in you know the late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. um, they had all kinds of vocational training programs. They had a meat cutting school, small engine repair, mm-hmm. cabinet building, and all that stuff. But when the budget cuts. Came Mm -hmm. the officers, they didn't want to take a cut in pay or not get a raise at a certain time, so they started taking all these programs away, right? And then they started bringing in you know industries. Mm -hmm. So you had to work for an industry to make money, and and you made pretty good money for being in prison. I mean, usually you make you know $30 $40 a month,
4: yeah, a dollar a day. You're like, Yeah, that's good, yeah,
2: (laughs) you know, but it gets you know whatever you need out the canteen, yeah. Maybe you can save a little bit, not Mm -hmm. much, but. Um, you know those those programs just disappeared. So t- to hear you talk about this program they have in mm-hmm. there and and how it changed your life. I mean, how many women's lives have been changed because you know this A one lot. program?
4: Yeah, and there's there's more people, that, more graduates that are coming in tonight to you know be part of this graduation ceremony. So what's
3: right. good about this program is it's something you can actually apply in real life because mm-hmm. people need their haircut and their hair done,
2: and it's something that someone. Can learn and mm-hmm. get out and do it. Yeah. So, you know what, all on? We're going to go to a break, and uh, on, when we get back, we're going to talk uh, to Riley about what she's going to say today
0: at her graduation. Mm. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startupruby. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and you get a hundred and fifty dollar credit. Well, we're back. All right. You know,
2: I I remember when I was in prison, and um, somebody would get out, and then all of a sudden. Um, for some reason or another, during one program or another, they came back in. <laughs> yes. How much that meant to me to see somebody succeed like that. Mm-hmm. They you know, were in the program, they got out, they were doing good on the streets, and they brought them back in for a graduation or something like that. It just meant the world to me. So today, mm-hmm. that's why you're back here in Oregon. Yep. And you're going to be speaking at Coffee Creek graduation yep. for these mm-hmm. these ladies in the program yeah well, tell us tell us about that
4: well it's um there's going to be about 150 people there so it, it there's a lot of people that show up and a, a lot of uh, staff members in the prison um who support these people these ladies also are going to be there and um it's, i'm just going to speak on my own personal experience you know really with um how i was successful and you know where it really all starts and it all starts with you just got to suck it up and do what your parole officer tells you to do you know you just have to kind of like start at ground zero a little bit and then just really be dedicated and focused on your business i mean i'm obsessed with it that's i just that's all i think about i don't ever even think about going back and hanging out with you know so and so or whatever you know i have no sentimentality towards that old lifestyle and you just don't when you're being passionate and you're creating you, you don't even think about it you just, you gotta go with determination.
3: Entrepreneurship
2: can be an addiction. It is. Oh yeah. gosh, it I get is. it. Oh. So I get it. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like, you know, just like Dave when he went back to his, you know, his uh, brother's bakery, mm-hmm. um, he, he worked a regular eight hour shift mm-hmm. and then worked another eight hours yes. creating the new style of bread. So yes. it's, it's an all day, all night. It's hard you know, work when yeah. you first get started.
4: Yeah. I work sometimes, I sometimes work 16 hours a day, six days a week. Yeah.
2: So what does your husband say about that?
4: He doesn't like it. (laughs) He doesn't like it, but he's very supportive. Like he would never say he doesn't like it, but I know that he doesn't. Um, You know, we had a good, you know, ten months. Yeah, we had a good ten months of fishing, and I was gardening and canning, and I was like practically an old lady, you know, just (laughs) doing all these things. But it was enjoyable, and um, he ate really well. (laughs) I bet. And now I'm working all the time, and you know I get home after he does, and so he has to kind of like put dinner in and you know it's it's harder on the relationship for sure but he understands what I'm doing I'm trying to build a clientele and it takes hard work it does
2: Mm -hmm. so let's go back to you going in there to Mm -hmm. Covey Creek what time you going in there today six o'clock tonight Mm -hmm. okay so do you know if there's any of the women still in that program that were with you when you were in there there are Mm-hmm. So how is how cool is that going to be?
4: It's the coolest ever. Yeah, I love it. Um I mean, one of them was even my celly, you know? So wow. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. So yeah. it is it's great to see them. Um it was really hard to keep it a secret, you know, from them because I couldn't I couldn't tell them I was coming in, you know, for security reasons and just because we wanted to have that element of surprise too, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. But um now they know I'm here cuz I came in yesterday, so everybody knows that I'm here and I get to go in and, and be part of their graduation, and I think that's that's great. It's like full circle.
2: You got a speech all prepared and everything?
4: Well, fortunately, they put me on PowerPoint, and so I just created a PowerPoint presentation, and that will help me kind of keep on track. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd probably just write something out and just like look at it the entire time, and I don't want to do that. I want to be more engaged with, with the audience. Does your husband get it going with you? Yep. He got approved. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Going
2: into an all-women's prison. He's done if, it before. Even if you're an average-looking guy, you're the best-looking guy these women have ever seen. Mark, right? Yeah, you'd be a piece of meat on the shelf. And I'm telling you, wow, <laughs> chopped up. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the lady that um, that was the you know the program leader, Tammy Kennedy. Her? Tammy Kennedy.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: How cool is it going to be able to see her again and thank her and? You know, for what oh, she's done for you, the
4: best. But you know, I thank her all the time because I'm calling her constantly. You know, and I stay in contact, email, I call, all of that. So it's it's really good. You you need to stay connected. Are you gonna cry? Probably. I thought about wearing some false eyelashes so I didn't have mascara running down my face, but I just couldn't do it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I gonna cry be great. Right now. It's awesome. it, yeah. You know, when
2: when me and Dave went back into Snake River where we met mm-hmm. in prison. Um, it was really weird because, you know, these guards and kind of when you're in there, you know, in prison, you know, mm-hmm. they're you're kind of against them. It's them against you yeah, kind of Us thing, against right? them type of thing, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But when we went back in there, they literally opened up the prison to us. Yeah. They did things that were, you know, they'd never had any news coverage in that prison before. Right. Which they allowed when mm-hmm. Dave went in there. And then on top of that, um, we had a camera crew with us that wanted to pick up some video mm-hmm. for Dave and they literally closed down one of the hallways yeah. so it you could show me and Dave and the crew that we were mm-hmm. with walking down this hallway into the prison so we could use that later. Yeah. I mean, how is that going to be for you're going to go in there and see these guards?
4: I did yesterday and they didn't even recognize me. That's the that was the craziest thing. I thought man, it really hasn't even been that long, you know. There was really only one that just immediately knew who I was.
5: Oh cool. Yeah,
4: but they you know, they have that Vision of you, and you're just in you know blue jeans and a blue t-shirt all the time. But you know, I you get, you kind of get it once you get out. Like they they have to kind of treat everybody the same, and unfortunately, some people make their jobs more difficult. And so then, when you get out and you become successful, it's like you're in a different you're in a different element now, you know. And so now they can actually treat you like a a real person.
2: Right. You know? That's the way it was yeah. when we went in. Mm-hmm. They totally catered to us. They fed us lunch, you know. They, they made sure we were taken care of the whole time we were there. It was it was yeah. like crazy. And these ones, these guards that, you know, that I've known for years in there,
5: mm-hmm.
2: that uh, sometimes weren't, you know, he the didn't really like them too yeah. much. You know, <laughs> they were having bad days almost every day mm-hmm. for some reason. They took it out on us. But you know, it's the way it is. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know, Davis said this one thing about uh, prison guards. He says, you know, when. I was changing his, you know, his life around in there that all of a sudden he had sympathy for the guards because, you know, I mean, think about a guard's life. They're in there, they see these guys, they can't become attached to you, but, you know, a lot of them are good people and they they want you to get out and and Mm -hmm. be successful. Yeah, and they think you know what that guy can make it, and then all of a sudden they see that guy in again, yeah, or that woman in again. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, how disappointing is that? You know, it's like cops always seeing the the worst in society. Right. After a while, you get kind of jaded, you know. So
4: you would be disappointing, and you know, as that's your job, and you're hoping to help people, and then they come back, and it's a disappointment. But like with doing hair, like my job. I get to make people feel beautiful, and they're like, "Oh, I love it!" And you know what I mean. Like that's uh, that's like part of like what you enjoy about your job the most.
2: Oh yeah, And the smile really, when yeah. on your client's face yeah. when they're done. Well, yeah. that's, that's Mark too. You know. Yeah. Mark did it. I'll show you when we're done here, but Mark did a great tattoo on my shoulder, okay. and uh, he still needs to finish up part <laughs> of it. Right. I've been available. Yeah. 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 You've been sure. busy this time. <laughs> so, we got about a couple minutes left here. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, We thank appreciate you. it. And um, when you go in today, mm-hmm. I hope that's one of the best experiences you ever have. I hope so, too. And uh, tell all the girls hi for me and Mark.
4: <laughs> okay, and, uh, and I we, will.
2: And, uh, we'll tell them to your- email us. <laughs> We'll okay. give you our phone numbers before you yeah. the leave. <laughs>
4: There's a lot of really beautiful, creative people in prison. So
2: yes, there is. Yeah, it's important. I, how do we to find give... them? Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, look up Boyd's Coffee. <laughs> I love it. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was thinking yeah. if you, if you all have a kid, I don't know if you have kids or not. I do. Name Boyd. Next one's got to be Boyd.
4: Yes. Oh, that would be a great name. But yeah, no more kids for me. Understood. <laughs> so
2: did you have you ever been able to to contact your baby? That that was taken away from you
4: um i just get to see photos of them but my uh family like my my stepmom and my mom and my kids who are 22 and 16 uh they get to see him. so that's that's the contact that i get right now and i'm comfortable with that you know it's it's up to them if they ever want to pursue anything further well i'm open knowing that, awesome.
2: that child has a good life really it's, good it's life. gotta be mm-hmm. it's gotta be you know cool yeah so all right, we're going to wrap it up here. Riley, thank you so thanks. much yeah. <laughs> for being here. Have yeah. fun tonight when you go into Coffee Creek. Okay. And uh, if you're ever in town again, please uh, let us know. Okay. We'd love to have you back on. Next time, we'll have your husband on. I- I'm sure he's got some stories for oh,
4: us. Yeah. Oh, and we- yeah.
2: And we want to get our haircuts. <laughs> and our haircuts. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. all right. All right. We'll see you guys next week on Felony Inc. Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn